Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. There are some stories in the Torah which beg to be wrestled with, stories which are so difficult to understand or difficult to arrive at an understanding of what the story is intending to teach us, that our rabbis over the years and anybody who studies Torah has struggled with them, has wrestled with them. Well, I want to continue that process with one story from the Torah that is particularly perplexing, a story that we read in last week's Torah portion of Parshat Shemini. And I want to offer an interpretation of the story which turns the story around 180 degrees. It might turn it around so far that it no longer reflects the story in any credible way. I think that it may go beyond the bounds of understanding the story the way the Torah presents it. But I want to teach this interpretation for two reasons. First of all, because I'm not completely sure of that. I think you could justify this explanation if you tried hard enough. But even more so, whether or not the explanation really fits the story to your liking, it teaches us a very important lesson that's very important in today's world. The story is the story of Nadav and Avihu, the two sons of Aaron, who according to the Torah each take their fire pans and put incense in them and offer strange fire, Esh Zarah, before God that God had not commanded them. The Torah says a, a flame, a fire, comes out from the altar and burns them, burns them completely. They are killed by the fire from the altar after offering strange fire. How do we understand the story? Is the fact that they offered something that God did not command, was that enough of a reason for them to be guilty of such a horrible sin that they were burned up on the spot? Some rabbis would say, yes, it's a lesson that ritual needs to be done correctly, that we should not allow either our laziness or, on the other end of the spectrum, some kind of passion to do something that, that, that would cause us to do something differently than what we were commanded to do, at least regarding sacrifices during that era of our people's history. But other rabbis aren't satisfied with that. They say there has to be something more to the story. And one idea is that perhaps Nadav and Avihu were drunk when they offered this incense. Where did the rabbis get this idea from the fact that in the midst of the story, there is a commandment that says a priest should not drink wine before entering into the altar. So some rabbis say that line is there to show people, to remind people what got Nadav and Avihu into this horrible situation in the first place, and it should be avoided. There's another interpretation, which I find particularly interesting, that says that each, because the Torah says that each of them took their fire pans, that they didn't do it together. They did it separately. And even, in fact, according to some commentaries, it implied a kind of competition that the brothers had with each other. And that's what caused them to offer a strange fire. They were trying to be, uh, it was kind of one-upmanship. One was trying to do more than the other, and they ended up coming to the altar with a completely negative spirit, and that's what caused this eruption of fire that, in fact, punished them with death. 
I'm not going to say that none of those commentaries are satisfying to me, but it does avoid the major question, which is whatever it was that they did wrong, did God really command this fire to come out and burn them? It seems to be excessive. It doesn't seem to make sense. So I want to try to teach this story in a completely different way. I want to teach the story in this way. What if, instead of looking at Nadav and Avihu as sinners, we look at them as victims? What if, okay, they might have done something a little bit wrong, offered something in a slightly different way? Why then would God punish them with death rather than especially on the first offense, so to speak, instruct them to do things the way they should have done it. So, here's my idea. What if whatever Nadav and Avihu did caused some kind of an unexpected, even from God's perspective, unanticipated phenomena that unleashed the power that this altar had and the fire in the altar had that burned the Davanavihu up, even though they didn't deserve it. What if God, upon seeing this, says, I didn't intend that. I've got to fix this. I've got to adjust this because this can't happen again if people make a slight mistake. What if the Davanavihu weren't sinners, but instead were victims? Now, again, if you read the story carefully, you might conclude that my interpretation strains the 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 words that are in the text, and I'm not going to disagree with you 100% on that, but I think it's important to consider the possibility, to consider the possibility that the Navanavihu were not sinners, but rather victims. So the question, of course, is why would I want to go that direction? Because I see, as we all do, in our society, in our world, moments, situations, where people who are victims are in instead regarded as sinners. Instead of understanding a horrible situation that a person has endured or faces, we blame the victim and we call them the sinners. I'll give you just two examples. How often is do we read that women especially, could be a man as well, but in this particular case, mostly women, who are victims of sexual assault or rape are, once the case comes to court, identified as the perpetrator in some way, as the one who caused the attack, maybe by a defense attorney, maybe by people sitting in, the, in, in society and commenting on it. In certain nations, it can be government policy that a woman who claims sexual assault is immediately called the perpetrator, the cause of the problem, rather than the victim. It's terribly offensive. It's horrible. It's obscene. That a person who has been victimized in this way should be blamed in some way for the assault. And I'll take one more issue, an issue that is so much on all of our minds, the issue of immigration. And individuals coming to this country seeking asylum seeking sanctuary, who have been victimized by poverty, by crime, 
by terrible, terrible persecution, whatever it may be, in their home countries. And they come to this nation seeking asylum, seeking sanctuary. Now, I don't say that, that this country should immediately open the doors to everybody seeking asylum. But those individuals who come, who are victims, deserve to be respected as victims and not considered lawbreakers. We need to have the sympathy, the compassion, the humanity to look at individuals coming to this country for escaping, again, persecution, poverty, violence. We need to have the compassion to look at them as victims and not merely focus on the fact that they're trying to get away, they're trying to beat the system, they're trying to come into this country illegally. It's a very, very important aspect of the immigration debate, a debate which I admit has is, is so difficult and so complicated and with so many conflicting values. But I believe that the bottom line is that having compassion and sympathy and, hum and, and a human emotion that allows us to look at individuals as victims instead of as lawbreakers, as sinners, is a very, very important aspect of the debate. In the long run, I don't know what happened to Nadav and Avihu, but I think if we take even a moment to consider the possibility that in fact they were victims rather than sinners, it allows us to once again open our eyes to many times when in this nation and throughout the world, people who have deserved compassion, deserved empathy, have instead been accused I think if we can open our eyes to that possibility and recognize our responsibility to identify individuals fairly and to have that compassion to say they didn't deserve what happened to them and we, in fact, can make it better. Until next time, thank you.